talking about Jesus as teacher and Lord. So grateful for the Dallas church. You know, sending Kenny and Patty off to uh, Cambodia. You know, certainly the church supporting them and their three vehicles, be able to support the hospital there. Uh, Later this year, we're going to take up our Hope uh, Worldwide Day of Giving Benevolence Offering, and we're going to do something special this year. We're going to have a walkathon that Denidra Jackson is going to uh, organize and work with all the church, and it's going to go to things like this video that we showed already. Uh, we've already done something early this year, giving to Haiti and the earthquake and all that's gone in Haiti. So this is a giving church. And, you know, there's certainly a lot to talk about. Uh, Let me say one thing real quick that uh, just got on my heart. One of the reasons we don't own a building is so we can give more. We can give to Africa. We can give to Eurasia. We can give to Haiti. We can give to Cambodia. We want to be a giving church. But I want to share a scripture with you. It's in John. We're going to look at a lot of verses here. So if you don't, just write it down, look at the screen, that's fine. But in John chapter 13, Jesus has come to the end of his ministry, and he's probably got less than a week left to live, or a few days left to live. He pulls his disciples together, and he's, they're eating. And it says here in John chapter 13, verse 12, It says, when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, you do not understand what I've done for you. You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done for you. Jesus is saying to us today, I have given you an example. Jesus went way beyond normal social standards. He loved them. He served them. He sacrificed for them. And he told his disciples, and he tells us right now, Go and do the same. That's for us. Go and do the same because I have given you an example. You know, Kenny and Patty Schuster leaving. I don't know how many years they're going to be there. Could be the rest of their lives. I don't know. How did they come to these convictions? Why? What motivated them? They're going to be missed. They're going to sacrifice. Why? And I think we know the reason why, and I think John shows us in Jesus' last words. You know, early in Jesus' ministry, Mark chapter 4, they were, the disciples were in a boat And a great storm came upon them. In verse 37, it says, A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking onto the boat, so that the boat was already filling with water. But he he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke him, and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? 
They're in the boat. Fear, danger, uncertainty. They call to their teacher. Don't you care, Jesus? And Jesus calms the storm. And when he calms the storm, they say, who is this? Later on in Jesus' ministry, they're in the boat again. And another storm comes upon them. And in Matthew chapter 14, verse 32, it says, when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the Son of God. Same fear, same danger, same uncertainty. Jesus calms the storm, but this time, this time they worshipped him. They claimed, you are the Son of God. They changed. They went from, who is this? Don't you care? To worship. To you are the son of God. What happened? Why did they change? What happened in those years when they walked with Jesus? You know, Jesus says to them in John chapter 13, says, you call me teacher. You know, teachers are great. I like teachers. You know, they're so helpful. You learn so much. I'm grateful because you know what? I'm better than I was. You know, I go to Spanish class. Estoy tomando clase de español y bien bueno. I got a master's, I got a doctorate, I go to school, I go to disc golf class. I want to be a better disc golf player. You think about all the great teachers we've had visit the Dallas church. I want to be a better husband. I want to be responsible with my finances. I want to know the Bible better. Teachers are awesome. They're so helpful. I learn so much. They make me a better person. Jesus is a great teacher. But you know what? He's also Lord. Man, Lord's different. Lord has power, authority. Over you. He's a master and a ruler over you. He'll dictate your actions, He'll penetrate your soul and take you where you don't want to go. If Jesus is just your teacher, He can help you, instruct you, make you better. But he's also, if he's your Lord, then he's going to command your life. You know, this 
last couple few days, I took Will Garcia and myself and we went to Mexico City. And I was able to spend some time and the food is so good in Mexico. It is so, so good. And I have a couple pictures I wanna show of Will. And it's just amazing how good the tacos are in uh, Mexico City. The tacos in Mexico City, they're delicious. The tacos, yeah, that was the first one, amen. If you've ever had tacos, go to Mexico City. But I was with Will, and Will Garcia, you know, you know, English is his main language, but Will's here. I got a couple pictures of Will in front of the staff. You know, they have 4,000 members. They have no elders in the Mexico City Church. And they're understaffed. They're spread out. It takes two to three hours to get to the city center from many places. Will is here, and he's, and he's sharing about uh, youth and family and, and his time here in Dallas. And and what happens is that he's actually doing four lessons in Spanish. Will is working on his Spanish. He's not fluent like his wife Addie is. But Will is pushing himself, making himself do something because Jesus is Lord. I'm grateful for his example. You know, Matthew chapter 9, verse 11 We had the Pharisees, and they saw Jesus do something, and they say to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? A little bit later in Matthew chapter 19, we have the rich young ruler, and he came up to Jesus and asked, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Later in Mark chapter 12 and verse 12, or verse 13, some of the Pharisees and Herodians were sent to catch Jesus in his words. They came to him and said, teacher, we know that you're a man of integrity that are not, is not swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Mark chapter 12, verse 18. Then the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came up to him with a question about resurrection. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote that if a man dies and leaves his wife and no children, the man must marry his widow and have children. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be? See, in the teacher's mentality only, don't you care, Jesus? Don't you care about my life, Jesus? I'm in a storm. I'm going through hard times. Jesus, don't you care? Well, why? Why, Jesus? Well, what about this, Jesus? Should we or should we not, Jesus? Well, whose will she be? Jesus? Always questioning, but never believing. You know, Jesus gets to a point in his ministry, and he's just like, I'm much more than that, guys. I'm much more than a teacher. And he gets to a point in Mark chapter 12, verse 35. And again, the, 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 the Pharisees are watching. Verse 35, while Jesus was teaching the temple courts, Jesus asked, how is it that the teachers of the law 
say that the Christ is the son of David. David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? The large crowd listened to him with delight. And basically what Jesus is saying here is that even David understood that I'm Lord. You know, now, later, again, Jesus is in the upper room with the disciples, and and he washed their feet, and and now he's telling them about his betrayal. And in Matthew chapter 26, in verse 20, it says, when evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. And they began to be very sad. And begin to say to him, one after the other, surely not I, Lord. And in verse 25, then Judas, who was the one to betray him, said, surely not I, Rabbi. Which is another form of teacher. Surely not I, teacher, will betray you. You call me Lord, and you're right, and so I am. Over and over again, you see those who understood who Jesus was as Lord. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 2. And it says, and behold, a leopard came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. In verse 8, the centurion comes up to Jesus. Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant, who I value, will be healed. And in the second storm that we looked at, when they worshiped him, right before that in verse 28 in chapter 14 of Matthew, they saw Jesus walking to them on water, and they were fearful. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. So Peter got off to the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. We don't do that for teachers. We don't do that for teachers. Cleanse me. Cleanse those who I love. Call me to you. Lord, I appreciate Pierre and Shara being appointed. And I remember sitting with them because we were looking. We were looking everywhere at the United States to find somebody to hire. And we we're like, well, wait a second. What about them? And we sat down with them, and we shared with them our vision. And one of the words that I'll always remember the rest of my life, Pierre said, 
I thought this dream died a long time ago. You don't do that for teachers. Jesus is Lord of my marriage. I don't go to marriage class to get a couple little techniques and maybe I'll be a little bit better husband because I've learned some things from great teachers. No, Jesus is Lord of my marriage. Ah, that means he knows what I think. He tells me what to do. I got to treat Patty not because with the techniques I've learned. No, Jesus is Lord of my marriage. That means I have to be what God wants me to be. Not worry about her because he's Lord of my marriage. Jesus is Lord of my purity. Oh my goodness, he's Lord of my purity. So what I think, what I see, what I do when I'm by myself. No one knows. No one sees me. Oh wait, my Lord does. My Lord knows. And if I make mistakes or blow it, i got to be open and vulnerable and get the help that I need because he's Lord of my purity. Jesus is Lord of my righteousness, my walk with him. He's Lord of my time with him, how much time, how much effort, my thoughts, my feelings, my digging into the scriptures. He, he's the Lord of my connection with his son. He's Lord of my finances. How I spend every dollar, where every dollar goes. Todd wants this. But is that what my Lord wants? I could go to financial peace and I could learn a couple good tricks. But see, if he's Lord of my finances, that means he's going to tell me what to do. He's going to command me and show me what I must do. He's Lord of my evangelism. He's Lord of how I share my faith and how I engage. You know, I got a picture here of Ben and Marie. Ben and Marie, Arciana, and their Bible talk. And since, since February, we've got Andre, blessings. Andrew, Ebony, and Joan have all been baptized in their Bible talk since February. Jesus is the Lord of that Bible talk. Five people since February, married. We're not talking about campus, we're not talking about singles, we're not talking about youth and family. Marrieds. That's tough. Jesus is Lord of our evangelism. That means I got to get out of myself. That means I got to invite when maybe I don't feel like inviting. Teacher or Lord. There's things that we don't do, do for teachers. I go to Spanish class. I love my Spanish class. I thought my Spanish classes was awesome. My, my Spanish teacher was Chilean. She messed me up. 
She's saying, well, here in Chile, how we do Spanish, it's this way. But if, you know, you want to talk like uh, Mexico Spanish, then they do it this way. And I'm like, you're messing me up. I can't learn two things. I liked my Spanish class. John chapter 13, verse 13. You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done for you. I want to love like Jesus. Not because of who I am, but because of what Jesus has done for me. It's hard to love. All these different people all these different backgrounds, all this brokenness in this room right now, it's hard to love broken people. I don't want to love broken people. I'm broken. You don't want a broken person loving other broken people, but I've been given an example. And I'm called to go. Do you love just people like you? Or do you love everybody? I'm called to go love my family. Sometimes my family's not easy to love. I'm, going to, I'm called to go love a lost world. Sometimes a lost world doesn't want to be loved. I'm called to love my brothers and sisters because I've been given an example. And I'm called to go. Kenny and Patty are going. They took it serious enough, they're moving across the world. Pierre and Shara, they're not going anywhere, but they're going. They're going into the Southwest and the Dallas church full time, giving their heart, giving up judgeship, giving up a career, giving up savings, giving up a future. You know, I'm called to go. Ben and Marie's Bible talk, they're called to go, they're going to their neighborhood. They're going and seeking the saving the lost. Will's going to Mexico. I go to Hickory Creek. <laughs> but we're all called to go because we've all been given an example. If, if he's both teacher and Lord. Because if he's just your teacher, you'll get some techniques. You'll be a better person. You'll be a little bit better. You'll, you'll be grateful. You've got some techniques. But see, if he's Lord, everything about you is going to change. It's going to cross social norms. And I pray as we move forward into the rest of 2017, and yes, I said it, the rest of 2017, because time is going fast. I pray that each one of us will remember that we've been given an example, and it's not by us, it's by Jesus. I pray that we'll evaluate 
everything in our lives, that we'll make Jesus Lord of everything about our lives as a church. Let's go to God in prayer.